0: I'm Kat. And I'm Cass. And you're listening to two, two Book, book bitches. bitches. We're back. Again. Welcome back, everyone. To another episode. Today we're back
1: with another episode on House of Sky and
0: Breath. On HOSAB. This is our last back-to-back HOSAB episode, I think. Yes, then back to regular schedule. Schedule. I'm um, taking a little breaky-bake from HOSAB. Yes. Yes. But where did we... Any updates? I don't think so. Not really. Not really. None to mention. None to mention. Hope you enjoyed that little rant about fantasy worlds in the last one. Yes. Please enjoy that. Hope you loved it. Um, But otherwise, where did we leave off? So, yeah. So
1: today we're doing chapters 42 to 47. Mm -hmm. But we left off, um, if you remember if you remember. Um, so Declan and Bryce return to the apartment after talking to the Prime to find Cormac all bloody after escaping from Mordok and his gang after like an intel pickup. And Cormac tells them that the hit on the spine was successful and that the um, the mech suit and a bunch of weapons are now on an island called Idra and that they need to assemble the gang and go there and make sure Pippa doesn't get her hands on those weapons.
0: I do remember, things were picking up, you know?
1: Things are officially picking up. I am less bored now. Can (laughs) confirm. She is engaged.
0: She is ready to read the rest of this book. Yes. Um, Okay, so we're with Bryce, and Bryce is on her way to Celestina's office, but she gets interrupted by a phone call, and I think at first like she doesn't pick up, and then like Juniper texts her and is like, call me back now. So she calls Juniper, and Juniper absolutely loses it. On Bryce, because if you guys remember, Bryce had called Juniper's manager at the CCB, um, essentially threatening, like using her position of power as like a princess, and like I think she threatened to pull the Autumn King's donation unless like Juniper was made as principal, and that's exactly what happened juniper is made as principal but obviously Junior, juniper is like really mad about this because she's like well now i got the job because of you and like your influence not because of my own merits like i made history because you threatened someone not because like i would have been like the first fawn to be like principal dancer on my own um so like bryce is trying to apologize but juniper like she immediately hangs up she's like i am not dealing with this so she hangs up on Bryce and Bryce is like, oh, okay, like let me just go to this meeting and I'm gonna deal with this shit later. So in the meeting, she asks Celestina to let Hunt out of his punishment for one night so that they can go visit Bryce's mom. That's the lie, but really it's so that they can go to like the Coronel Islands and like go mm-hmm. to Idra or whatever. Like they need everyone, right? Um, Celestina is kinda like, you know, she's like chuckling, she's being like really good natured about everything. And she's like kinda like commiserating with Bryce. And then she honestly ends up being she's like, you know what? um you should take hunt home she's like and Bryce is like oh my god like take hunt home like as in take him home to my mom's like she's being like oh my god thank you and Celestina's like no 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 like take him home permanently because his punishment is over and he's been moping around here and it's like bringing down morale. Like let him suffer for one more night and then you can take him home tomorrow morning. And Bryce is obviously like very thankful for this and she's like, "Oh, you know, um like I know that you're like the governor and I'm like the princess of the Val Bar and Faye. but if you ever want to have girl talk, like I'm always here for you." Like is she
1: really going to take her up on that offer? Be I don't like, "No. To do. Hi Bryce. Hey babe. I really need to talk shit about my F-3-M fake husband My f- that I hate. Husband. I don't know. Do you want to meet for a
0: coffee? Did this make and you... trade, like, sex stories? <laughs> no. Did this make you feel any differently about Celestina?
1: Maybe a little bit. I was kind of... I kind of started to feel bad for her. because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe, like, her punishment for, like, on Hunt was because of Ephraim. Like, there's a lot of inner dynamics going on. She has to, like, keep face and all yeah, this. Yeah. So I don't know. Like...
0: I still don't know what her MO is though. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know how to feel about her like overall, but this yeah. definitely endeared her to me a yeah. little bit. And I think that it was kinda of one of those things where she's like, Listen, like I have to punish you somehow, so I'm gonna give you this punishment, but like she had always meant to kinda of, like take it easy on him and like let yeah. him go for good behavior kind of thing. So I I was like, All right, this this is fine. Um, after the meeting Bryce calls Fury and Fury like without messing like missing a beat she's like I'm not getting in the middle of this like I'm staying out of it and not only am I staying out of this situation with you and Juniper I'm staying out of this situation with like you and everything going down with a meal because Fury is like honestly my first priority right now is making sure that like Juniper's safe um, so they hang up. And then Bryce finds Hunt at the comitium and tells him the good news that he's off the hook. But they get interrupted by the hind and the hammer, who thankfully, like, fuck off very quickly. Like, they don't stick around. They're like, see ya, peace out. Um, And then Hunt and Bryce start getting, like, a little, like, hot and heavy. Like, she's, like, kissing him. She's like, oh, I can feel him getting hard. Like, she's, like, feeling all up on him, whatever. And Hunt kind of, like, gives her a little, like, finger before she leaves. And he, like, licks himself clean. And I'm like, I can dig it. I don't know. This was interesting. This was why not? I don't, don't
1: think he actually fingers her though. No,
0: he kind of like he like cups her. Like he vagine, like. You know? Like I think he touches her clit and through he's the like, fabric, and he's like, mmm. <laughs> quite the appetizer. Mm, delicious. So yeah, that's that's what he does, um, which is fine, I guess, if that floats your boat. Now we're with Ethan, and he gets also, a lot of fucking phone calls in this chapter like bryce's on the phone with juniper Bryce's on the phone with fury now ethan's on the phone with the prime of the wolves who for some reason i don't picture having a cell phone because i picture the prime is very fucking old yes but this is
1: like urban fantasy and no i know i I guess they had cell phones and technology for quite
0: some time no i i totally get that i just like i don't know what it is the 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 image is just not because like if you think about it think of it consider it like our generation
1: or even our mm-hmm. parents generation when they get super up in age mm-hmm. they're going to use cell phones 100 like our grandparents generations don't really know how to use cell phones
0: my grandparents do like do they but, have an iphone uh no they one of them has a flip phone one of them has an android but they do know how to receive pictures which well that's good like they find very exciting. but i think that like our grandparents
1: generations are like L- less of them actually know 100 how to use
0: that kind of technology
1: yeah but like our parents and us like when we get up oh in age God, yeah. like we're gonna you know our generation is re- probably still gonna have instagram at, like, i'm gonna 90, still you know?
0: scroll through tiktok in the nursing right. home so we're like the prime if you will oh cute i kind of love that for me so yeah he gets a call from the prime and the prime is like why aren't you at the den anymore like what's going on and ethan tells him about sabine and like where he's been living with like the fae and the prime is like, listen, I would make you the alpha of your own pack if you want. Like you've always had it in you. I've always sensed it in you. And you've always kind of like stamped it down to like make other people happy. Um, And if you want it, I'll deal with my daughter. Like you don't have to deal with Sabine. I'll do it. Um, Ethan ends up saying like, you know what? This is a lot to think about. Just give me some time. And the prime is like, no worries. Let me know. So Ethan it finally makes it to his destination, like where he was going, and he was actually going back to the mystics' little house. Like I don't know why he was doing business. This. Like
1: was it not scary enough the first time?
0: He needs to ask more
1: questions. Like my guy, find
0: another way. He couldn't go with Grace. No, he was like, you know what? I need to cause problems. He needs problems. to tempt fate always. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know what? I need to. I I love to cause problems. So he kind of like knocks on the door and like no one's he's like hello like no one seems to be there so he kind of like shoves the door and it like opens so he's like oh well if it's open I'm just gonna walk inside so he walks inside and again he's like hello hello but the voice that answers is female and it turns out to be like the female mystic who is like out of her tank And she explains it's because the astronomer didn't have the part he needed to fix her machine, like, the little tank machine thing. So the astronomer, I think, is at, like, the meat market, and she just has to, like, stay out of her tank until he comes back. Um, They do start to talk a bit, and she eventually tells him he should seek out a necromancer if he wants to know the truth about his brother. And as he's kind of, like, leaving, he's like, okay, like, I'm gonna go. He catches, like, a little, like, whiff of her. Like, I don't know if there was, like, a breeze or, like something. Yeah, like a little breeze. Like a little twilight breeze. Like a little, she stepped in front of a fan. Exactly. And like, he immediately looked like he was going to throw up. No. But he catches a whiff of her and he's like, what the fuck? You're a wolf. And I was like, she's a wolf? That's crazy. And apparently her parents sold her when she was four because they were like a packless family. Like they didn't belong to a pack, but there was like 10 kids and stuff. So they needed like the money to like feed everyone, I guess um and she essentially has like no idea how long she's been there she doesn't know her name she doesn't know her parents name she doesn't know absolutely anything but she's like you know what you should leave before the astronomer comes back he tells her his name is like my name's ethan holstrom and like if you ever need anything like find some way to contact me and and i'll help you out and she kind of like nods she's like okay like fine He, once again, offers to get her out. He's like, I'll carry you out right now. I'll take you to the prime. And, like, she's kind of like, oh, my God, you know the prime? Like, she's, like, in awe. And I'm like, is there something we don't know? Like, what's going on here? Um, She tells him, once again, to leave. And when she speaks, he recognizes a hint of, like, an alpha tone in her. He's like, oh, like, there's a wolf in the tank. And no less, she's showing alpha tendencies which was really like and and ethan's getting like really really worked up by this so as he's getting worked up he decides to swipe the box that's filled with the fire sprite rings and she's like you can't take that like he's gonna come looking for it and he's like well if the astronomer wants them back he can come and get them and like take it up with the prime basically essentially kind of hinting at like you know he's gonna have to answer questions to the prime if like he comes to see me kind of thing and he leaves back with and i have a feeling that's not the last time he's gonna be there like there's no well, way. well i think
1: that he's intrigued by this like wolf mystic too right yeah. mm-hmm. and he like seems like he wants to help this wolf well mystic. yeah because
0: he he's like she's packless like we can't just like leave her there like it's not right for a wolf to be like stuck in a tank kind of thing which i like i get his sentiment like i understand i think yeah. things are gonna go bad but I'm excited to see how this pans out. But he was like, you know what? The one thing I can do is
1: see the little fire sprite (gasps) rings. I
0: love it. Now we're with Therion and the river queen, and he's requesting like a large team for like the whole like Pippa island meeting thing. But the queen is like, no. No, we will not help. And then she sends him away. And I'm like, what was the point of that entire conversation? Like, she's like, you have enough friends. Like, you're good. You don't need a river team or whatever the fuck. Now we're with Rune and Rune is on the mind bridge and he's talking to Day and Day is like are you here to talk business or flirt with me because I guess the way he started the conversation was like a little flirty and they start talking about bedroom habits and Rune is like oh it's always ladies choice with me to which Day is like oh so are you not like a dominant male and he's like oh no I am but I'm not into pressuring my partners and then she's kind of like trying to dig. She's like, are you a wolf? Are you this? Like she's trying to find out more information on him. And then he kind of like tries to guess what she is. And he's like, oh, I bet you you're part of like Sky and Breath, like the, the group. And he makes a comment like saying that she's like he, she reminds him of the wind. And she like thanks him for his comment because she's like, oh, like that's the first like genuine observation someone's made of me in like a very long time um he tells her that the rebels were successful in their spine hit and that they're going to the chrono islands next and that he will update her after the mission she questions him on who will be there about if pippa is being given command if he knows the name of the islands the ship etc etc and he's like why the fuck are you grilling me like is there something you need to tell me yeah see this is when i started to get a little suspicious a little suspect i'm like is this are we in the midst of a triple agent a triple agency A little flip-flop, flip-flop.
1: Because then what happens later, I'm kind of thinking, someone must have tattled. Someone
0: Someone tattled. Spilled the beans. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. You know what she was giving? She was giving, like, when you're younger and you're asking your mom if you can, like, go somewhere. And she's like, who's going to be there? When are you getting picked up? When are you getting dropped off? What are you guys going to be doing? What do their parents do? What's their blood type? Like, I was like, oh, my God, girl. (laughs) Like, what's what's their credit score? No, what's their social insurance number? Do Americans call it social insurance number? No. I think so. Sin? Like the sin number? I think it's the social security number. Oh, social security number, yes. We call it social insurance number up here. I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, um... She's, she says that she's grilling him because she wants to make sure that the information is, like, sound and that it's not, like, a trap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or is it because you're about to set one? I don't know. And then suddenly, Day, like, groans and, like, doubles over. And then she, like, disappears. Like, disappears back the way she came. And Rune kind of, like, panics. So he runs after her and he slams into, like, a mental wall that she's put up. And he can't see anything. But he can feel her having sex. And it's not like, like he can feel that it's not pleasurable sex, I guess. And it's like it's consensual, but not like like yes, it's consensual, but also like, I it, it, the lines are blurry. Yeah, definitely. Like he's here. like this doesn't seem like it doesn't right. sit sit well. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with Rune. Um, he ends up waiting for her, and she does come back, and he's like you didn't seem like you enjoyed that like are you okay blah 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 and she confesses that she hates him him being like the guy that she slept with but that she's with him because things are complicated and she's like you know what don't worry about me because there's no place in this war for like worrying about others and if like my feelings are hurt and shit like that and they get kind of like flirty again a little bit and she's like okay like I'm gonna go to bed and then he tells her to stay he's like well, if your mind's not resting anyways, then, like, why don't you stay here on the, like, mental bridge? And she's like, well, why? And he tells her that she makes him feel calm. He's like, I kind of just... cue lo- I am obsessed. This is a
1: little bit of, like, a love is blind relationship Oh, my me. God.
0: This is the Val Bar... This is the Crescent City love is blind. This is literally what this is. <gasps> oh, do you think he's going to propose? <laughs> I think he is. Do you think that... You can fall in love sight unseen. He he he! Basically, he has, basically has no idea is. what she
1: looks like. Oh my god! She's just yeah. like a,
0: a fiery woman. That's it. Oh my god! This is this is love is blind. This is love is blind. Oh my god! The next chapter, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are gonna pop out. They might start asking gonna... the worst questions. Yeah, literally, Vanessa's is gonna be like, "Are you pregnant?" Like, Vanessa, babe,
1: like, discretion, please.
0: Literally, just met like 20 seconds ago. Um. So yeah, they get flirty. He tells her to stay and she actually agrees and they kind of like fall asleep on their little like mind couches. Cute. I actually, I love them so much. It's a problem. Okay, anyways. Well, we don't really know much about them yet. I literally don't care. I love them. We can still ship them at this point. I ship them so hard. I ship them very intensely.
1: So now we're with the usual gang and they're on Idra, teleported there by Cormac. And I'm just gonna like preface this by saying this was one of those chapters where I was reading it with an absolute like head-empty situation going on. I I probably read this chapter like a million times because I was like, what is going on?
0: I was just confused, dazed and confused. Um, I wanna make another preface that. I I actually just wanna confess something else. Um I would even postulate that the next part of this entire episode is me being confused at what's going on because a, a lot of it was like on the islands, and I was like, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was just one of those
1: moments where like there was a lot of description, not a lot of dialogue, and I was like, you lost. Yeah, me. it was
0: all like, oh, the fucking flank is here, you the lost ship is me here. here they're describing like, this 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 tech stuff, and I, you lost me. I glossed right over that. You lost
1: me, but I tried my best. So here it goes. I know. So you anyways, know they they were teleported fine. to this island cormac goes to talk to whoever is in charge from command to convince them that pippa shouldn't be given the weapons but when cormac comes back um to the group he reports that pippa is now in charge of the ball Balbar- baron front and the weapons are all hers so failed mission that's not good waste of time if you will damn they then go to examine the new like mech suit prototype that is being like kept
0: in like a locked metal sarcophagus. That's so dramatic. It like, is. Why can't you say like a metal box?
1: No, it's intense. Like, why is it a sarcophagus? Because like, that's how like top secret
0: this stuff is. A, a sarcophagus. You're. The thing pause. inside the sarcophagus is okay, okay, top secret. I get it. However, so you're telling me you strap this shit onto a train, okay? And a sarcophagus is more inconspicuous than a simple metal box. But like they say
1: sarcophagus, but it could also just be like the description of this intense box.
0: Oh well, that's what I'm picturing a full blown sarcophagus. Like I'm
1: not I'm not talking about like a Cleopatra sarcophagus. Over well, that's here.
0: that's what I'm picturing. No, no, I'm, I'm just,
1: picturing like two I'm commons. I'm just. I'm I'm picturing like just a coffin type thing. A coffin looking box because the suit is like human shaped, right? Because it's like right. an Iron Man kind of right. looking suit. Yes. So picture Iron Man suit. In a coffin. In a big box. And like, that kind of big box, well, you wouldn't really call a box. It's kind of too big to be called a box. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I don't like it. OK, whatever. Well, I'm just using the words. It's not that, your fault. Uh,
0: SJM. It's them. not your fault. It's SJM's fault.
1: Either way, again, like, I barely understood what happened this chapter, so <laughs> it's fine. Doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, so they're going to look at this prototype. And then out walks Pippa who gives them the code to the sarcophagus, saying that she's waiting for Hun's analysis of the suit and how it was built.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pippa tells uh, Cormac that she's surprised he hasn't tried to convince the rebels to put him in charge of the Valbaran fr- front, or that he hasn't tried to capture her to force her to tell him everything that she knows about
0: Emil. She wants him to add some extra letters to his little, like, first commander of the Valbaran, Val- whatever the Northern fl- s- front of the f- s- fucking... Uh, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, they finally open the sarcophagus and Hunt starts examining the suit Mm -hmm. and Pippa confirms that the Asteri, like, designed the suit for, um, basically for the veneer to pilot, Mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm. not for, like, human use, specifically for the the veneer. Mm -hmm. Hunt tells them that the suit's metal has the same makeup as, like, Gorsi like, stone, which is interesting
0: what how does that work wait if the suit is gorsian then the veneer get into it isn't that bad but it absorbs other
1: people's magic
0: oh i understand it's i get it
1: right it's a suck up he says that the asteri
0: has been researching a way to make gorsian or absorb magic oh i just asked the stupid question one line too early I, I couldn't remember because in my head i was like that's dumb why would they make a suit that like but i okay i get it I you're get it. following now i got you you're back I got to following you. Back again to following. like it's truly like no, what's no. happening in this chapter yeah. i don't know anyway you're you're watching the one brain cell between the between two of us, us right yeah. now <laughs> so good luck <laughs> um basically Hunt thinks that it can
1: draw first life from the ground and turn it into weapons like immediately so the suit basically would never run out of ammo or battery that's crazy Yeah, so it's like a basically a weapon of mass destruction. Um, Not good. And Hunt actually says that Cormac, uh, to Cormac, that Pippa, and and no one else should have use of this weapon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he tells everyone, is like this is a weapon of mass destruction. Like the best thing to do would be to track down the scientists behind this and destroy them and their plans, so that no one can recreate this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Because that's mm -hmm. how bad this is. Like Mm -hmm. no side of the war should have this. Because yeah. it's just going to kill a bunch of people. Oh, my God. It's giving Oppenheimer. Basically. Wow. Um. But Pippa says that the veneer deserve everything that's coming to them. Ugh. Um. And then a ship appears with a bunch of veneers who appear to be, like, rebel sympathizers. So, like, they want to help the cause. But then Pippa doesn't hesitate as she signals her, like, lightfall squadron to kill everyone on the ship.
0: She's actually insane. But it's,
1: like, it's not just, like, shooting them. They literally, like, go and, like cut their heads off so yeah the gang is basically shocked calling her a murdering psycho yeah because Um, she is but she just says that the people on the ship were veneer and that they can't risk them telling the asteri where they are and that the order to kill that crew came from the command so Uh, anyways pippa then leaves with her squadron Mm -hmm. um and cormac confirms that pippa does know where emile is and tells Therion that if he wants to interrogate her, then go ahead, but he doesn't recommend it. like mm-hmm. Because then you're getting in some dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Um, the gang is now concerned that Pippo will use all these weapons to start some shit in um, Lunation. Lunathian. I'll never say it right. <laughs> I'll always forget how it said it's said, and fine. whatever. Um, but Bryce says that they can't let the Asteri or Ophion have the suit and then Hunt destroys the suit with his lightning. Fine. But he doesn't end there. He starts destroying all the trucks of weapons. Like nothing's left. And then the Ophion rebels start coming out and Cormac tries to explain it by saying it was just an accident. He's like, "I'm sorry, my friend." He's like he He's <laughs> like the, no, he's like the suit came to life, launched yeah. its powers, started destroying everything. But the rebels aren't buying it and they shoot no. Cormac. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. What is going on? The gang on? is like, all right,
1: time to skedaddle. And they're like, Cormac, you got to teleport us out here, out of here. But Cormac can't because he was shot with a Gorsian bullet. Of course. And see, like the Gorsian bullet absorbs your magic. I get it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now he can't do anything. That's crazy.
1: Pippa says they're all dead. But then Bryce basically like Care Bear stares. You know, like. Boom. Pops her chest out. Love that. Um, at the Rebels, managing to bind them all and give the gang a chance to make a run for it.
0: Where they going. They make it jump? onto
1: a boat. Uh, they're making their escape, and Bryce is just, like, frustrated now. She, like, announces that she's done helping the Rebels because she wants nothing to do with Pippa the Psycho mm-hmm. and her clear venetta, uh, vendetta against the mm-hmm. veneers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, luckily, no boats. Like, they're afraid that the Rebels are going to follow them, but no boats follow them. Mm. But Hunt catches a glimpse of a dog running, a, 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 like, along the cliffs of the island. Right, right, right. And he recognizes the dog as Bastion, oh. who seems to be warm, warning them that something is coming from the West. But if
0: Bastion is there, that means that the hind can't be too far away either. Yeah, like basically all the rest of them are coming. Yeah. Okay, here's another chapter summary where I skimmed the fuck out of because it was a lot of... A lot it of, was too much, if you will. It was a lot of back It was and forth it was, talking was. about plans that I didn't quite understand. So Bryce is like... So they're on this boat, right? In the middle of the water. And they're like, fuck, well, the rebels are in one direction. The hind is probably coming from another direction. Like, what the F do we do? Like, we got to get out of here. Um, and Bryce is like, Cormac, like, teleport us out. Like, I'll, I'll take out the bullet. And he's like, no, you can't because the bullet, like, shatters on, like, impact. So she would have to pick out, like, all the teeny tiny little shards. And, like, shut up the surgeon. <laughs> they don't have time like, for that. They don't have time for that. Um, they speculate that someone tipped off the hind. And I'm telling you, this right here is what I was referring to. The triple if, dipple. If like a, Agent
1: Daybright is a little bit um, like a
0: like a flip flop flip flop agent, like a
1: triple triple agent, agent? if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't like. I don't want it to be her because I think she's something else in my mind. But then I don't know who else kind of fucks up here. Do you find out? Who fucks up here? Like,
0: who's the one that honestly? Tips pro- it off. Probably, but I don't remember. Okay, so I we'll find remember. out together then, if anything. Um. Bryce is like, you know what? I'm going to try and teleport us out. Because, like, she's been trying to practice. Like, she's, girly, you're not going to be able to. No. Like, that's a lot of pressure. And like you all. For your first time? And there's like no. a lot of them, right? Like it's not just like one person. Right. And then she'd have to go back. Exactly. And she doesn't know how to teleport. And <sighs> it's no, not good. It's not gonna work. So Therion is like, listen, the, our best bet, let's jump in the water because like I can kind of like cover you guys in the water a little bit. And so they all jump in the water, and then Therion uses his water magic to like kind of get them away from the boat. And as he does, like literally a fucking torpedo hits it and blows it up. luckily they got on the water thankfully and when they look behind them there are three omega boats in the water so this is like bad news bears so everyone is like desperately trying to think of a solution but nothing would be safe at this point like they're snipers so like they can't fly they can't fucking like um they can't teleport out and like if hunt uses his lightning they're like no they're gonna know it's us and they essentially settle on like you know what Let's have Bryce try and blind the hind and like whoever Sandriel's triari are like here with like a burst of light because like that can kind of be explained away by like someone else's power. It's not necessarily like I mean that's a but... I know she's but... been using that all over fucking Lunathion. You think that they're not gonna know it's you, but I digress. And mind you, at this point, like Hunt is kinda of, like crackling with like lightning, sort of. He's getting pissed. He's getting like really pissed because they're they're being like backed into a corner. So, unfortunately, the hind starts to make her way over to them in the water on a wave skimmer alone. And she's like, well, well, look who we have here. So now they're busted. Like, But see, this is what I'm confused how
1: they're going to get out of. This pickle? I don't know. Like, you're telling me, she's even, even if they survive, door. the hind's not going to, like, reveal. No, I know. Which is why this is where my speculation is that the Hind is Agent Daybright. Mm. Because I think she's not, like, she's not going to say anything. Right. Well, then that kind of gives her away. Like, what's her motivation not to tell on them? Right? But then if she does tell on them, then she either is still Mm -hmm. Agent Daybright, but she's a triple agent. I don't know. Conflicted.
0: I'm not going to say anything because this part I do actually remember. Okay, that's fine. I will continue to speculate and be wrong every single time. No, who knows? Um, Hunt is like, what do you want with us? And the hind is like, I actually have exactly what I want with you guys. Proof of your treachery. Um, ma'am. I need you to Their treachery. Calm down. Are you forgetting about your treachery? I do love the word treachery, though. Treachery. Like, seize him. Treacherous fool. We should bring back that shit. That's good. I feel like treachery isn't
1: really... A word that can be used in like modern dialogue I'll figure out a way but we should find a way well I, we should bring it back I, I do will, agree
0: I, I we need to bring back Shakespearean insults like instead of saying
1: terrible it was treacherous you
0: treacherous you know got, like how was your day Oh, it was terrible it no was, it was treacherous it was a treacherous day yeah that befell me seize the day Car- yeah I agree we got to bring back Shakespearean we language she tells them to like the hind tells them like she's like come with me or drown in the sea those are your two options and that's when hunt gives bryce the signal to blind the hind and as she's like doing it suddenly like this massive imperial boat comes up beneath them just and and, like hunt is going like fucking feral at this point like with rage like his eyes are not like his eyes are just like clouded over with lightning. His entire skin is like crackling with lightning. Like it's not going well. And they do end up going into the submersible before it dives down deep into the water. The people in the submersible are Mare and they're like, we mean you know harm. and we just want to help you. Like we, we saw the signal for help. Like I guess they saw Bryce's like light. Hunt is still losing it inside the ship and lightning is like crackling over his skin. He's not listening to anyone. Bryce do anything where she's like, oh my God, like you got to calm down. Like what the fuck? Like, but no one can get through to him. Um, And Bryce is, like, mind speaking with Rune, and Rune tells her he's like this because as a mated male, he is utterly lethal. Um, And keep in mind at this point, like, essentially, Rune has figured out that Bryce and Hunt are mates. Right, so if we thought
1: that maybe that they were just fake mates before this, like, they just said, I pick you to be my mate. Yeah. This is Rune confirming that, like they are mates in like the face sense of the word
0: yes they're they're true mates body and soul that now that he has a mate like anytime something like this happens he will be absolutely like inconsolable with rage until like the threat is essentially neutralized so that's kind of where we're at right now so yeah they're they're actual faded mates
1: <sighs> which only makes me more concerned oh, It only makes me more worried for them. Now I'm getting more attached.
0: And I don't like it. Um, One of the women, the mayor woman, introduces herself as Commander Sendez and says that they're in the depth charger, one of the city ships that belongs to the Ocean Queen's court. And like at this point, I'm confused what side...
1: This ship is on. Like, I'm like, are they in a good situation? Are they in it, a I bad think situation? It, I got the good situation vibe. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. But I was confused as to why. Like, why is this person, like, why is the Ocean Queen helping them? Like, that is what I wasn't understanding at this point. Oh. You get a bit about it later, but yeah. I'm like, why is the Ocean Queen helping Fair. rebels, kind of? Because they're basically rebels. Yes. Right? there. So now we're with Ethan, and he is at Rune's house with Flynn, Declan, and Mark, who's Declan's boyfriend. And they managed to free the fire sprites, um, and which like are from the rings that Ethan stole from the astronomer. However, while three of them are actually fire sprites, the fourth being actually turns out to be like a
0: female dragon shifter. Mm.
1: Um, and now Love. we finally have a
0: dragon in this because book. Because that makes everything better. This book was actually missing one thing, and it was specifically... A dragon. A dragon. I know we have one, and, and I'm excited one. to see where like it kind of goes.
1: Yeah, because like it's pretty late in the book now. Like I think we're a little bit,
0: a little bit more than halfway through the book at this point. I would imagine like, and I'm sh- like,
1: how is she going to come into play at this point?
0: I mean, I feel like if she's an important enough character, like we might see her in CC3, and I'm hoping we see her probably. In CC3. I imagine, yeah. yeah Though
1: yeah. I don't know how the book ends at this point, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So now we finally have a dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go back to the underwater ship with the rest of the gang and Sendez tells them that the ship is fueled by the Ocean Queen's power. She says that they don't need to try to outrun the Omega boats that are like chasing them because the ship is designed to camouflage with its surroundings. Um, the glass of the ship, in fact, is like one way so no one can see inside and there's like no radar that can, te- can detect the ship due to the Ocean Queen's power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They then watch as the Omega boat like drifts right by them um Sandus tells them that they are not aligned with ophion
0: so there we go um
1: and that the asteri don't know of this technology and she trusts that none of them will say anything mm. just like she will keep all of their identities confidential love that so she's like you keep my secret I keep your secret I
0: love that for them
1: uh Medwitches then come to help uh Cormac with his wound and take him to surgery in order to like remove all the pieces of, like, the Gorsian bullet.
0: Yeah, like the shrapnel and shit. Yeah.
1: Sendez says that once the Omega boats have cleared the area, that she will drop them off wherever they want. Therion tells her to bring them to the mouth of, like, Istros, Mm -hmm. where his people will, like, meet them. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sendez says that they will probably arrive there at dawn. Mm -hmm. Bryce then asks if her and Hunt can go into this, like, biodome on the ship. And Sendez says that she will close it off to the public. So Bryce and Hunt then go into this biodome and Sendez seals off the doors, telling Ruin that she thinks that Bryce and Hunt could use a little privacy.
0: So mind you, at this point, Bryce is still, or I guess not Bryce, Hunt is like crackling with power. So like he can't bring himself to.
1: Like he hasn't calmed down. Yes. And even like Ruin is like telling her, like, you need to calm this guy down.
0: Like, I don't know how you have to do it. Like figure it out. Figure it out. And I guess
1: maybe she has a little bit of an idea of how to
0: do it. Yeah, because they finally have sex. So they reach this like small clearing and like the biodome, which I think is like, I don't know why. That's like so sexy, like in a, in a, biodome? a biodome.
1: But like, like also nature?
0: what kind of threw me off for a little sec
1: was like, guys, you didn't wait that long before you like started going at it. So I'm thinking I'm like, was there already no one in this biodome? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they sealed it off. Like, give it a couple oh my god! Can you imagine
0: you're that, like, one awkward person <laughs> that accidentally gets locked in the biodome and you just have to, like, sit there against the wall as, like, you hear Bryce and Hunt. But like, that was it.
1: my thought. I was like,
0: there's no time lapse between them walking in and her sealing off the door. No, doors. literally, because, like, they walk in, Senda seals the doors, Bryce gets butt naked, and she's like, Hunt, get undressed. And he's yeah. like but I'm gonna hurt you like blah 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 and she's like anything you take like anything you throw at me like I can take and they finally have sex after all this time of pining and they're having like an amazing time and like low-key this was this was a good sex scene we do get some weird like describe we get like I'm pretty sure we get like velvet cock in this which I was like I could have done away with
1: the velvet part we can never get away with that we know that with
0: a fucking velvet cock she loves that one she loves the word velvet velvet steel yeah but it's it's good and like they're just having a great time their powers are basically like merging like Bryce is saying I love you like his lightning and her starlight are like coming together it's like bouncing off of each other and they're kind of like in like a little like sex trance I guess like they're really just into what they're doing and when they finally get out of their sex trance they realize that they are in the airlock aka they teleported or like Sex supported, if you will. Sex supported. Sex supported. They're just like, boop. How did this happen? I don't know. (laughs)
1: You're looking at the wrong person to answer that question.
0: Can you imagine, like, every time you orgasm, you literally, like,
1: just boop? But see, that's now my thought. I'm like, is this what's gonna happen every time they have sex? Like, how are they gonna rein that in? I don't know. So, think about it. One minute you're on the bed. Next minute, you're, like, on the roof. Like, how do you stop that?
0: I don't know. Like, how do you control that? But I'm sure that? they're willing to do the scientific experiments to find out,
1: you know? I'm sure they'll test it every yeah. which way.
0: Spicy pepper rating?
1: I think I'll give it a 4. 4.5. Four,
0: four really? Yeah. Why the not point 0.5 full? The velvet cock. The velvet cock comic got you in? Yeah. Mm i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna give it a five out of five just for the pure like i waited for this to happen for so long it's true we really i felt gratified by it
1: we did really wait a long time for it. and honestly
0: it was good it had like good like like it had good act like lots of stuff was going on there was lots of hands there was lots of feeling there was lots it was good i really enjoyed it i enjoyed it i'm gonna give it five out of five spicy peppers it got me a little excited um, we're back with Ethan at the house, and they find out the names of the three fire sprites. So it's um, Riti, Milana, and Sasa. Those are such fun names. I kind of love that. And the dragon shifter's name is Ariadne. Which I like, and I wonder if it connects to the myth of Ariadne. Because yeah, Ariadne was the one who gave him the. Am I thinking of this right? In the Minotaur? I think so. Where I do remember. And she was the one who gave the him the string. Head.
1: Isn't she a spider? That's what I thought, too.
0: Is because that, that not the name saying... Ariadne? Like, that's a spider. I swear it's a spider. Okay, wait, can we Google? Oh, hold on. Ariadne. Oh, I swear it's a spider. Greek mythology. All right, ready? <clears throat> okay. In Greek mythology, Ariadne was a Cretan princess and the daughter of King Minos of Crete. There are different versions of the myth, but she's known for helping Theseus escape the Minotaur and being abandoned by him on the Isle of Naxos. Is there not something about a spider named Ariadne? Like, Ariadne. Look it up. Ariadne the spider. spider. Oh. No, it's Arachne. Yeah. We were very off. We were really off. This
1: is, again, showing you that one brain cell that we're sharing today.
0: This is the one brain cell just bouncing back and forth. But anyways, so Ariani. so if, if it's going along with the Greek myth, like, is she gonna, like, help lead them out of somewhere? Lead them, like, I don't know. Are they gonna know. abandon her? Was she already abandoned? Oh. And she helped someone find somewhere, like, mm. You know? Like, we don't have her backstory.
1: Like, how was she kidnapped? <sighs> Maybe she was... Know
0: abandoned maybe they all have the like spqm brand on them meaning that they are slaves owned by the um stupid ass astronomer Um, Ariadne tells them that the mystics are also his slaves and that the astronomer favors the wolf mystic and will never let her go which is obviously like bad news bears to ethan mark says that they are there are like laws about slaves and their treatment and that if they can prove they were severely mistreated by the astronomer then it might be allowed for them to be purchased by someone else the only way for them to be free would be if the new owner freed them and then Ariadne suggests that mark and his friends buy them and free them ariadne confirms that the astronomer tortures the mystics torturing the wolf mystic the worst because she's very defiant and i think that like in in the chapter where ethan had talked to her she alluded to the fact that like if she does something he doesn't like or if she rebels he sends her down to hell with like a really stupid question mm-hmm. and like the demons kind of like have their way with her like it's yeah. not it's, it's not, not great. fun exactly um so, yeah. Flynn asks Ariadne why she doesn't just shift into her dragon form and, like, run away. But Ariadne says that the Slave Brand prevents her from doing that. Kind of like when the Slave Brand was off Hunt, he, like, got his, like, full Full power, power's back, know? yeah. I wonder what kind of dragon she is. I'm picturing, like, a gold dragon. I'm literally picturing Aunt Darna. From yeah. 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 I'm literally... But you know
1: what? I'm, picking. I'm like, picturing more of, like, not, like, the typical look of a dragon, but more, like... um like
0: long like that long like, like a weaverney yes 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 yeah yes that's kind of what i'm picturing. you know what the shared brain cell but this is this right? is the positive part of sharing a brain cell because like more like mushu kind of yes but lit- like gold, gold but like bigger like, than like mushu. literally like a big mushu like a snakey andarna yes yes boom we figured it out oh my god i love this for us and not big no human sized like a human-sized snaky and Darna, maybe a little bit bigger than a human. Okay, like a touch bigger. Okay. Okay. Wow. Glad we worked this out. Yeah. Hashed it out real fast. <laughs> it's nice when we like agree on like what something looks yeah. like because that's not always the case. Um. Back with the crew on the boat, Bryce is telling Cormac in graphic detail how she teleported after fucking on I'm sorry. This is just so funny. <laughs> She's like, he's like, so what do
1: you mean you teleported? Yeah, I was fucking brain like
0: hunts brains i think out. she was
1: riding him at this point or something and, i don't know and then we both came and then we just happened to find ourselves in the airlock
0: yeah exactly so explain
1: like explain that i don't know Exa- i don't know riddle me this, this. Is what happened
0: cormac explains that it probably happened because their powers merged and maybe bryce needs hunts powers in order to teleport and mind you like like we know that bryce is kind of like a conduit like she's been a conduit for hunts powers previously right. so it's kind of like checks out Um, Sendez then enters the room Saying that in Cormac's delirium During the surgery He mentioned Sophie Renast Sendez says that they were summoned To rescue her weeks ago But when they reached her She had already drowned this was this was this So this was
1: what really threw me because was I was still
0: pretty convinced that Sophie was alive at this point. I mean, I'm still not convinced that she's not well, alive. Well, this is why I, this is so yes. Yeah, so. This is why I think that she's still alive. Okay, let's we'll talk about to this, that. So
1: the gang now is in the morgue and mm-hmm. Cormac is kneeling beside the body of Sophie that is like covered by a sheet. But like it's I don't think it's actually ever like fully like explicitly written in the book that Cormac takes the sheet off to look at her face. He like takes the sheet off to look at her arms and stuff because um, I think Therion notices some like markings on her arms like of like letters and numbers. But like it doesn't actually say that he like lifted the sheet to like confirm that it's her.
0: At, so I I'm mean, thinking that he
1: doesn't actually do that and he just assumes it's her and she's still alive. This is someone else's body. I'm in agreement. So... This is why I'm so convinced that she's kind of alive.
0: No, 100%. I, you can't tell me any different. I think she's alive. Like, I'm of the opinion that you, like, you didn't see her face. Like, you didn't see her head. Like.
1: There's no, like, real evidence. No. Of it. Exactly. In a way. Agreed. So, anyways, like I said, there are, like, numbers and letters carved on the body's arms. And no one knows what it means. But it I might be some code. code. I, th- I think Therion, like, took, the like, okay, pictures of it or whatever. Good, good, good. Um. And obviously, reasonably so. They're all concerned about what they're going to do when they get home and what the Hind is going to do to them. Because mm-hmm. like she knows their identity now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bryce is convinced that maybe they can convince the Asteri that they were at the Rebel base to stop Pippa and Ophion. But Cormac is
0: like less convinced of that plan. He's like, I don't think you you're going to pull a fast one on them. No, but. and I don't think the Asteri is going to give them the benefit of the doubt.
1: No, because they're they're going to be be like, like, well,
0: why didn't you just tell us? Yeah, like, why didn't you call us? You know, you have the Asteri number. Like, why didn't you, like, (laughs) 1-800-US? So, I don't know. Yeah. This is an interesting plan, but we'll see. I'm in agreement.
1: Um, Alone um, with, so now we're just with Therion, and he's alone with Sandez. And Sandez asks him why his queen involves herself with the rebels. But Therion says that she merely wants something that the rebels also want, a.k.a. a meal. Mm Mm-hmm. He then asks Sendez if her Ocean Queen wants to overthrow the Asteri, but Sendez says that she doesn't know that the que- what like what the queen's true motives are. Mm-hmm. But like her guess is that yes, she does, mm. and says that the Ocean Queen remembers a time before the Asteri when leaders were fairly elected, a democracy, if you will, which they do not will. have now. Mm-hmm. Therion then asks her if she would release like Sophie's bodies to him, because I think like his queen wants the body, um, but. Sanders is like, well, I think that's up to Cormac at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sandus is kind of like wonders why his queen would want Sophie's body to begin with and suggests that the only reason would be like if the queen knew a necromancer to like reanimate the body to be able to use like the Thunderbird power. So basically like a weapon without a conscience.
0: I actually fucking hate that. Yeah, that I hope so that's disgusting. literally not the case. But ugh.
1: so definitely don't give the body. I dirt. don't like that. Um, but obviously, like Therion knows that. Cormac will never mm-hmm. give Sophie's body to the River Queen so exactly. he basically like drops he's like you know what I'm not even gonna ask
0: I'm not even gonna talk about yeah. this
1: anymore Sendez tells Therion that if he ever needs anything that they are there for him love that because she's like you know quit your job come work for us oh my god your life would be better here. <gasps> so fun but he turns it down for now oh he's like I like where I am and I'm mm-hmm. like but do you do you though are you sure are you sure are you sure about that now we're with Rune and he's sleeping um, and while he's sleeping, he crosses, like, the mine bridge and starts talking to Agent Day. This
0: is, this is my fucking bread and butter. I I fucking love this shit. So
1: she said that she heard about an attack on the rebel base mm-hmm. on Idra
0: Convenient. and
1: was worried that maybe something bad happened to him. He tells her that he is safe, but that he witnessed, like, Pippa and the rebels kill innocent veneer. And obviously, Day calls Pippa a fanatic. Yeah,
0: she's, like, no better than the Asteri and, yeah. like, what they want to do.
1: But... Rune is confused why anyone wants to work with Pippa if clearly a lot of people hate her Mm -hmm. um, and her tactics. But Day points out that there really isn't anyone else leading the cause. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, this is all we got, really um day notices that rune seems like very unsettled and he tells her that it's because he saw a bunch of like fucked up shit today Mm -hmm. and now he's having a hard time sleeping right so day offers to tell him a story to help him fall asleep oh my god
0: once story time. time literally that's how she starts it oh my god i love that
1: once upon a time there was a young witch who lived in the woods basically okay and one day a prince was wandering in those woods and beheld her beauty and wanted her as his bride But the witch had, like, no interest in being his bride, and so she started running in the woods, but the prince started to chase her. And as she ran, she asked the forest for help, and they started turning her into different creatures to help her escape the prince. But then, once she turned into a bird, an archer shoots an arrow that hits her, and she starts falling to the earth. Oh, no. But at this point, Rune starts falling asleep, so he doesn't hear the end of the story.
0: That's actually so fucking rude. Like, she's literally telling you a story. Can you not, like, stay awake?
1: Well, he wakes up again... Um, and he's still in this mine bridge, like, sleeping on his couch, I guess. Yeah. And he sees uh, Day sleeping on her couch in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he starts approaching her, but this kind of startles her. And she asks him, like, what are you doing? And he says that he just wanted to know how the story ended. But she seems kind of pissed that he, like, he came kind of close to her. Um, so she tells him that the story ends with the forest turning the witch into a beast that ends up killing the prince. And then she storms off and leaves the mine bridge.
0: So dramatic. Very dramatic. It seems like every time he gets a little bit like close to her, either like emotionally, mentally, like physically, like she runs in the opposite fucking direction. Yeah, like which startles her. Yeah, and I mean, I guess like you can chalk it up to her being like, "Well, we're supposed to be like spies. Like, you know, you can't know my identity and shit." But I, I like, I think it's deeper than that. For probably. sure,
1: probably. I love so... them so much
0: though, like so deeply, because it's giving like reluctant coworkers to lovers.
1: You interesting know? trope
0: yeah it's like ugh, like we gotta work together but like i kind of don't like you but like it's like semi-flirty and like a little bit inappropriate um and that's my favorite but that's it
1: that's it that's For the end part. of part two mm-hmm. of the book so next episode on house of sky and breath which is in like i think two weeks mm-hmm. we'll pick up at the beginning of part three of the book which is called the pit
0: yeah and this is like the last part of the book so really yeah. like things are gonna start like moving and grooving like we're getting to the end here yes and like a lot of shit's gonna start to like happen so um but next week we are taking a break from house of sky and breath and we are doing an episode on the hunger games universe and the ballad of songbirds and snakes um including like a debrief on the movie because the movie comes out november 17th i'm so excited me too the
1: movie looks good
0: did you read Ballad of Songbird and Snakes?
1: I will by the time we film that episode. Okay,
0: because I've I read it. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. I actually really enjoyed it. The movie looks really good. It's just, it's giving, like, Hunger Games is my favorite dystopian, like, of that genre that came out where it was, like, dystopian young adult novels. *Hunger Games*. I mean, Games say what is... you
1: will. I don't really think that the competition was that great anyways. No,
0: I know, but it started but... a... It started a movement. Hunger Games started the dystopian YA movement. And then we got, yeah. like, Divergent. Like, like maze runner. Yeah. Like, all of this shit, like, came tumbling after. And I don't think any of them held a candle to the Hunger no, Games. No, definitely not. Um, so it's incredible. And I'm so excited to do this episode next It'll week. It'll be fun. Yeah. But... In the meantime, if you want to know anything about the podcast, all the information is in the episode description below. If you feel so inclined, you can leave us a review or a comment or message us on Instagram or a like or subscribe um, because we love interacting with you guys and it would be very much appreciated and it would make our day. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches.
1: Bye!